holding you close undisturbed before the fire the pressure in my chest when you breathe in my ear we both knew this would happen when you first appeared my lady Roundness of your body in the fire glow Except the places where the sun refused to go Our bodies were a perfect fit In afterglow we lay My lady of the island Letting Myself wander through the world inside your eyes. You know I'd like to stay here until every tear runs dry. Sunshine light the stage, the red lights on. I never want to finish what I've just begun with you, my lady of the That was The Watcho's Song of the Week by Crosby, Stills, and Nash called Lady of the Island. Wow, wow, wow. Just great stuff to start tonight's episode. Yeah. What is life <laughs> no but seriously what is going on with life life magazine do you remember that magazine I vaguely remember that magazine I'm really I'm really not sure let me ask Siri Is Life Magazine still a thing? I found this on the web. Oh. Wait. This was in 2007. Wait, no, 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 no. 
This is a major conspiracy. Yeah, all of them are just old magazine covers. What the fuck? Let me check this. We'll be right back. Did you break a bone? Do you have to wear any kind of brace or wear th- or like wear something that doesn't let you scratch your skin? Well, let me show you the latest invention. It's an old used chopstick. It works so well to scratch those zones that that brace isn't letting you scratch. It works perfectly. You can uh, scratch your head. You can scratch your your fucking whatever. Just, yeah, you can scratch with this chopstick. Just do it. Okay, so I found this answer on Quora.com. Why did Life Magazine stop publishing? And this is really interesting stuff because... I didn't know anything about this. Okay, okay. This was in 2019. Although April 20 will be life, life's last print issue, the brand name will survive on the internet. Time Inc., a unit of Time Warner Inc., said in a statement, It is the latest magazine to shut down as more readers desert print publications for online news and photos. Growth requires taking risk. And the potential upside was huge, but unfortunately the timing worked against us. Time Incorporation Chief Executive Ayn Ann Moore said, The market has moved dramatically since October 2004. And it is no longer appropriate to continue publication of life as a newspaper supplement. Well, that says enough. Life magazine is done. And if you didn't know about it now, you know. (laughs) Now what? What will we do without life magazine? I mean, so many iconic... uh, just, uh, yeah, wasn't there a movie that uh, Ben Stiller starred in that he worked for Life magazine? Oh my god, and it's done, it's gone, and it will never come back. Maybe it will come back, but for now, it's gone forever, and you need to deal with it. So, we need to move on, yeah. This. The only thing I can really think uh, think about recently is how my Chelsea FC keep winning, playing well. Things are starting to look better. And uh, you know what? I'm going to start this segment every week now, talking about talking about the Premier League and how. Well. Not no. Let's let's talk about general football. What's going on with football lately? I think uh, my listeners need to know what I think about what's happening recently 
in uh, world football and it's really positive for me <laughs> uh my chelsea fc are doing really good with i think what's like three wins in a row we have a really good defense with uh, the fucking sentinel thiago silva and kurt zuma and, uh, well, I'm really happy with this team. Uh, They're just doing so well. And uh, I have to say, I never doubted them. I cannot believe that some people were bashing Lampard. Well, they just had to wait. I mean, there's so much investment during the summer that this stuff is expected from us. Okay, there's going to be a rocky start, but the talent is there. And we can just work on it more and more. And then we'll be tight. Maybe we don't win it this year. But next year, we're there. The next year, we're there. And we're only going to get better and better. And then you think about teams like United, where you start thinking if... Things keep staying the same. Well, their players, they they have to start getting tired and wanting better things for their careers. Like, how long will Rashford stay there? I don't know. Uh, but I sure think that if Real Madrid doesn't get Mbappe, they, they can go for him. He's, uh, well... Not as good as Mbappe, but still still a good player and uh, quite a... Well, they used to be similar. Now I don't know if they're that similar, but I think... Uh, yeah. I think Mbappe is just better than Rashford at the things that Rashford thrives in. But he does have a good shot on him, so yeah. And he is a huge celebrity now. MBE. It can be a night. I think it would be a great night. Yeah. And then we have... Uh, now, I remember also... Uh, Liverpool Man City was yesterday. And that was... An interesting game, but I still think that something something is wrong with with Man City. It's not the same team. I think I think they're lacking Aguero. That's the that's the key there. If if he comes back at a, like a normal level for him, they can be very dangerous. But uh, right now they're just lacking that bite yeah and then yeah it was it was interesting the first half was great but then the second half just dragged and well you saw that well non-teams really they they preferred not losing than winning in my opinion or they just settled for the draw after 70 minutes and they were like fine it's 
it's over and done with. Let's just get out of here. We both got a good result and it's good. Yeah. So if you're going to settle with a fucking draw, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna leave this result because it was kind of boring, kind of like, uh, like Chelsea United was also kind of dull. But you, what can you expect from the players that have been playing so fucking much lately? But still, it's not as good as it could have been, you know. <laughs> Yeah, Arsenal went to shit. What the fuck happened there? <laughs> Three nil at home to Aston Villa is really, really bad. I haven't, I didn't see the game, and uh, pff, I didn't expect it to be honest. Aston Villa looked like they were starting to slow down, but now, pff, now they could. I don't know. They they've had results against uh, Arsenal and Liverpool now, and let me check. Right. They're doing okay, but maybe they could be a sneaky team. But no, no, no. Aston Villa have a okay team. They can get some results. But when it comes down to it, I think they could top out at like ninth at the end of the season. And they will be happy with it after the season before that, where they just saved themselves by fucking one point. So, yeah, they probably should have been down, but that fucking VAR decision kind of uh, helped them a lot. So yeah, I think ninth would be great for Aston Villa. I, I love uh, Jack Grealish and uh, and uh, fucking Ollie Watkins looks like a solid player. He fucking <laughs> he talked about uh, being uh, dreaming of scoring at the at the Emirates or Highbury for Arsenal. Well, <laughs> he ended up getting a fucking brace against them, and they're home. So big up Holly Watkins, and uh, yeah, moving on. Uh, Tottenham got a fucking solid away win, one nil. They look dangerous, but the thing with Tottenham is that Kane always gets injured, and uh, that's that's the worry about them. I. I think that if Kane gets well gets away with like most of the season healthy 30 30 games or maybe more no maybe the the problem well the thing is we're already 8 games in so yeah I think I think 30 games is very good for Kane this season, if he stays healthy and plays 30 games, Spurs are making it to the Champions League for sure. And uh, yeah, the I think they're ending up second or third, to be honest. Yeah, that's uh, 
<laughs> I don't know if I should reveal my predicted table, but uh, I think it would be surprising for a few people. I just uh, have different opinions about different teams, but I think uh, City and Liverpool aren't as far off from the pack as uh, people would say. So don't trust them. I wouldn't be saying the same thing about Liverpool if they didn't have uh, all these injuries. That's also true, but injuries are part of the game. And that's, that's just how it is. Sometimes you have them, sometimes you don't. And the thing is, Liverpool have been fucking running marathons for the last three years. And it's predictable that some at some point it would break down because they're only human. So big up Liverpool for what you did last year and the year before that. I think deserves even more credit because, I mean, you basically won the Premier League and uh, won the Champions League in the same year. I mean, that's, uh, that's just crazy. So I have big respect for Liverpool and City. Cities, I, I'm going to say it. I don't really like City this year. They can, um, they could slip to fourth. Yeah, I said it. We're gonna take a, a little break, and we'll be right back after this ad. Well, during the break, I found this uh, very interesting question. It's, uh, do you believe football is a boring sport in comparison to basketball? Why or why not? And uh, to be honest, I think uh, I, I am <laughs> the most qualified person <laughs> to speak about this because basically... My my whole life has been either a passion for football or a passion for basketball, and uh, in the last like three years, I would say basketball has been more important for me uh, as a as a fan. Um, as uh, some of you would know, I'm a Lakers fan. I mean, it's. It's not the hardest thing right now to be a Lakers fan, but I've been uh, a fan since uh, 2013 when I thought, well, I was a bandwagon at the time when they traded for for Dwight Howard, but it didn't work out that well. Uh, but I still stayed with them. And uh, yeah, ever since, it's been a fucking roller coaster and everything went to shit. But then we just built back up into this amazing team. And uh, I have to say that that journey with the team where you, like, you start off good and then you become shit in like one year and then you're bad for like two more years and then suddenly, boom, you sign 
LeBron James. Well, it does. It didn't work out. It didn't work exactly this way chronologically. But I'm just talking broadly about it. Um, this whole experience has been great. And uh, the thing is, I think basketball is the more entertaining game because well it's so heavy on the narrative aspect of it like you can watch one game but uh, you learn about all these players story and and uh, this team and where it was like in the beginning and where it is right now and uh, like the ups and downs of it the fucking trades everything it's just a uh, frenzy all the time and uh yeah i that i think that's the that's the differentiating factor of it football because and i think that yeah the the main reason would be that the nba is an american product and it's heavily influenced by like by the media and uh while yeah i mean it's similar to to all american sports really with all the talk shows and everything and every country has them and that's the that's the thing about football that football has media from all over the world and uh i think there's there's so much information that it becomes kind of uh, boring and mundane and most of it is kind of similar. Meanwhile, the NBA is one league and you get to follow every team like it's a different story and it it feels like some kind of uh, TV show. A great TV show. That I saw, I saw this question now. Uh, do the Clippers win the NBA championship if they had Kyle Lowry and Ibaka instead of Patrick Beverly and Montrez Harrell? And that's just the stupidest question ever because both. Lowry and Ibaka are much more proven NBA players and better in almost every aspect. You you look at Ibaka, he's been contending for for years. He's been on very competitive sides that have high aspirations and he's been a big part in every team that he's been on. I think Ibaka is one of the most underrated centers in the NBA. And uh, yeah, underrated is being thrown out very, uh, like, all the time. And it's, uh, it's a question in itself, uh, what's underrated in the NBA. But Serge Ibaka, well, he has a big contract, but I think it's worth every penny because he just gives you effort and personality and everything i i think uh ibaka <laughs> ibaka can shoot from three as well uh he he can be an asset on every team that he's on and he plays w with a hundred percent effort 
well and and basically all the all the things that i mentioned about ibaka you can you can put them on kyle lowry as well because kyle lowry is also all effort and uh, like hard working plays defense it's crazy that, that i'm saying about, that i'm saying this about him when when i started following basketball i had this idea that kyle lowry wasn't like he was a three-point shooter or like yeah i didn't know shit about basketball and now i realize kyle lowry is a value player and uh I think also any NBA franchise that wants to compete would have him. But of course, uh, you can <laughs> you you cannot ignore the contracts, and they both deserve them fully uh, at Toronto. And I I don't know if uh, if Toronto would like to keep uh, Ibaka is. And well, Lowry is there for another year or two, but Ibaka, I think he could he could be moved this season, but I hope not for him. Or maybe if he comes to LA, <laughs> that would be just great. I don't know how to how we would figure out a way to get him, but I would welcome him with open arms. And then you, you look at Pat Bev. And Pat Bev is like a bad version of Kyle Lowry. He he acts like a dog on defense and uh well during the regular season he looks like that and he looks good. But you take in his value in the playoffs and there's nothing much other than defense and well this season he didn't even play in the playoffs did he or at least not in the important games i i was he injured i think he was yeah he was and well montrez he oh i i never really rated him that highly from the get-go he he might have deserved uh, the six man of the year but uh he's been shown he he has shown this season in the playoffs at least that he's a complete liability when you have to put him up against any of the great centers in the west and uh i think if if the Clippers have faced uh, Portland in the playoffs, uh, they would have lost. Because uh, Montrez couldn't have handled Nurkic or uh, or Hassan. <laughs> I would say Hassan Whiteside is better than, than Montrez Harrell because uh, he's, he's too small to be a center. Like, okay, so... He's, uh, he puts effort and he's, uh, he's strong for his size, but, uh, I would say the problem for him is that he's just coming up against freaks of nature, fucking Jokic or 
AD. <laughs> and you, it, it's just not enough. So I think it's a no-brainer that, well, you would take Lowry and Ibaka over Pat Bev and Montrez and uh, maybe Kawhi did a big mistake by leaving a great situation in Toronto that could be like a Spurs of the East kind of thing. Yeah, I think uh, I think Toronto has that kind of capacity. But uh, yeah, Kawhi. I'd like to see what what he does next year, but I I don't have very high hopes for the Clippers because if you look at it, uh, so next year, the Lakers are still in there. Then, well, then you look at it, and uh, Denver is only going to get better. You look at uh, Jamal, Jamal Murray, and uh, Jokic. They're they're just getting started, really, with contending for sure. And uh, without any injuries, uh, I think uh, Michael Porter Jr. could get better. Ball Ball could develop into a fucking beast. Who knows? Like, everything is open there at Denver. I think they could be a really good team coming into the coming years. And then the biggest question mark is is Golden State. You got the, <laughs> the biggest, the scariest team of this, of the last decade, basically, uh, coming back with the, like a number two pick that they could trade into any real well that's the thing the the value of the pick is is really it's up in the air nobody really knows what uh, what's the value of the, of the pick but uh yeah, I think I think uh, Golden State's uh, they're going to be good for at least fifty wins uh, next season. They are they have well the Splash Brothers back. They have well Draymond. I think he could be better playing with his teammates and not a bunch of scrubs. I think Marquise Chris is really good. Yo. Marquis Chris, if you listen to this, uh, DM me, man. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I mean, who knows? Maybe they take Wiseman, and Wiseman can go fucking crazy. Maybe they take Denny. Uh, they have a lot of open possibilities, and and the uh, the Warriors are my. My question mark team, they could they could easily be the one seed, they could be the three seed, they could be but if suddenly there's a another injury, another thing that happens to either one of, of Curry and Clay they could go back to being uh, to being like a seven seed or an eight seed. I I wouldn't say that. That's only if some if an injury comes back. But I think they're they're a lock for the playoffs. I think that's a 
safest argument I could make for for any other for any of the teams in the West because the level in the West is going to be crazy next year. Uh, I just hope that uh, LeBron keeps up his value. I I don't I don't see him regressing anytime soon. So I think uh, Lakers are still big big contenders, and I think we we could repeat. But uh, I wouldn't keep my eyes closed. I wouldn't go to sleep. Uh, calm, knowing that the Warriors are there, and Denver is there. Portland could get better, or worse. And uh, yeah, I. Then there's Houston. There's there's Dallas that are getting better, and uh, there's just a lot of great teams in the West, and I. I'm really afraid for like the problem now is that the league is very unbalanced and uh, uh, there is at least 10 teams in the west that would make the playoffs in the east and uh, yeah there is a couple of really weak teams in the east and I want I want the magic to finally get better, maybe I'm praying. Maybe Markel would spark up something in his in his game and come back to the player we thought he could be. And uh, if if that doesn't happen, then I think uh, the the best thing that the that the Magic could do is trade. Aaron Gordon, he deserves to get out of there. Trade uh, Vucevic and trade Fournier. They they are solid players that uh, are carrying this team into a, <laughs> a quite uh, like they they carry them to the playoffs just to get slaughtered, and uh, they don't deserve that. I think Aaron Gordon could be. A really good player. I mean, of course, he's uh, he's the he's the slam dunk player, and I I think he's he's been so fucking. It's so unfair that he hasn't won that yet, but still, yeah. Maybe it will be karma, and he will win a ring or something in compensation for not winning a fucking dunk contest. Yeah, then you got Cleveland trying their their fucking uh, tiny backcourt with uh, Sexton and, and Garland Sexland. <laughs> we should start a country, a new country called Sexland, where everybody just had sex. I mean, uh, yeah, I. Is it unprotected sex or? No, I mean we could we can provide free condoms if if you pay taxes. <laughs> yeah.
It could be in Oregon. Yeah. Legal drugs and sex all over the streets. Free condoms, free lighters, and free healthcare. What about that, US government? We have free healthcare, you don't. Yeah. During this week, I, I followed the, the election very closely. I don't know why, I'm just wasting my time because I, I could have just carried on with my, with my life. I don't even live there, like what the fuck am I doing? But I, I just uh, put it on because it's a big show for me. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's fucking crazy how this guy can... I mean, Donald Trump, what a, what a fucking story. How a person can just uh, say, fuck it. I know all these people hate me. I'm going to go and run for president and fucking win it. I still think something there is kind of fishy with the election. But, well, who really cares? He's out and it's done and it's over. And... Uh, yeah, it was a big show for the fucking world. I mean, this guy has probably become the fa the most famous person in the world. Everybody knew who he was for the last four years. And it was like, I don't know, like, I can imagine. I, I mean, I was only in Europe during these years. And here... Everybody talked about it almost every day. So I imagine in America, it would be fucking every fucking minute. Oh my fucking God. That would be so annoying. And I get I get the people that celebrate him. But still, it's kind of... It's kind of awkward. I mean, it's just politics. And it's not like... He's just a person. You know, don't be like, hey, fuck you, fuck you, Trump. Ah, we won. And then the other side need to be fucking, oh, they could go fucking crazy. I don't know. Uh, I wish they don't and I hope they don't. But I mean, if all the people that the, that were like, no, I don't think. I, I think uh, some way, in some way, everybody needs to calm down and not fucking shoot people when they get uh, they get upset. Like that's just uh, or or what the fuck. Like what happened in France? Like what the fuck? How can you decapitate a person? That's just like the world is crazy right now. And I get it, <laughs> like, per, like everything is kind of messed up, but it will be fine. Like, if you think about it, life has been way, way worse than this before. Like, this is not that bad. What are we, stuck inside? 
we don't have a job, we don't have money. Money is just something invented by us, so it doesn't really have that much value other than the it can buy you stuff, which is neat, of course. Yeah, I wish I had money. So maybe I can sponsor this podcast. Yeah, that would be cool. Let's look at some more questions. I found this interesting story, uh, question. It's, uh, can someone explain to me the Jewish identity beyond belief? And this is kind of uh, perfect for me as well. Um, a Jewish guy. Uh, I'm Jewish, but I don't believe in God. So the thing about uh, like the Jewish identity for me is that uh, like I know that my people have been fucking prosecuted for like all history, basically. And uh, I think like I'm lucky to actually be alive and be able to carry on the the fucking the gene uh for like uh generations to come like it's it's fucking crazy that i could have easily not been here right now and not exist so i see it as a gift that i'm alive and i get to fucking do whatever the fuck I want and bring a positive message to to the world that like life is just a, a series of things that happen to you and then you die and then you fucking you're done it happens once and you get to do as much stuff to enjoy it as you can I don't know what the fuck happens when you die. I don't really care about that because I I will probably never know. So why focus on something that you will never know and you just focus on what you can see and uh, what you can do? Like, I, I don't pray. I don't... Uh, think about like oh god help me with this i just think uh, like how i can get what i want and how i can achieve my goal and, and yeah i shouldn't be preaching to be honest i, I have no one to be uh, fucking saying this is how it should be but that's how it is for me and uh, you can take that in whichever way you want. I don't really care. So, yeah. And so, yeah. <laughs> well, we got into, well, I got to quite deep topics. Thanks to these fucking questions, because... <laughs> My God, I've been, uh, yeah, I've been tired lately. This quarantine has really been tiring because I don't do anything. 
it's like I just stay in my room, eat, and watch fucking Seinfeld. Yeah, this this episode is sponsored by Seinfeld. Go watch it. It's great. It's uh, probably my favorite TV show ever. Could be... Yeah, it's the lowest top three. I think for me, this is a very important fact about me because TV shows are everything. I think Seinfeld... It's always sunny in Philadelphia. And The Office. US. Or maybe Curb Your Enthusiasm. I think those are the four best TV shows in my opinion. Go watch all four of them. Go have a great time doing whatever the fuck you want to. It's your life. You decide whatever you want to do. If you want to fucking dance, go dance. If you want to fucking be on your bed and eat fucking whatever, Chinese food, eat it. I don't care. I'm going to have a great time as well doing whatever. I still don't know. But anyways, you have a great week. I'll see you on another time.